0: Welcome to another episode of Focus Points, where we ask one simple question. What do we need to know in order to profit more from reading this book of the Bible? Let's look at another book of the Bible together so that we can better know our God and His Word. Today we're going to be looking at the book of Zechariah, so we're back in the Minor Prophets. Zechariah ministered to the returned exiles as they were rebuilding the temple. So we're about 520 to 516 uh, B.C., so 500 plus years before Christ returned. That's when Zechariah was ministering. And the people to whom he was ministering, these Jews who'd come back from Babylon, they really had nothing all right? They weren't a powerful people. They were back in the promised land, but they really had no prospects as far as some future glory happening. They were truly just a remnant, a skeleton of what the glory of Israel had once been when you know, during the, the golden age of Solomon and some of the kings that followed after him. And so in that context, God sends them Zechariah, and Zechariah comes with a message of hope. And his message is simply this. God gives hope through the Messiah's ministry. And so what do we need to know about the book in order to better understand that theme of God giving hope through the Messiah's ministry? Well, first of all, let's talk about the structure. Zechariah breaks down into three parts. Chapters 1 through 6 is full of visions. Chapters 7 and 8 are Are basically full of lessons, God responding to a question that the people had posed to Zechariah. And then Zechariah 9 through 14, full of promises or predictions or prophecies, pick whatever P you want to fit in there. And those are the three sections. Section 1, chapters 1 through 6, that have all these visions, it really is all about giving us hope. And we see from that section that we need to recognize God's plan. God has a plan. He's revealing it in part. He is at work, even if we don't see it. And the culmination of God's plan comes at the end of chapter 6, where in verses 12 through 13, God says this, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, the man whose name is the branch." That's a name that Jeremiah connects to the Messiah, and is here used about the Messiah too. This branch, he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he will bear the glory, and sit, and rule upon the throne, and he shall be a priest upon his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Who's this talking about? This is our Messiah. This is Jesus. And at the end of this section on hope, God presents the Messiah. This is the one. He will be king. He will be priest. And when he comes, all the things that I have prophesied will be coming about. So have hope in the future ministry of the Messiah. And then we come to Zechariah 7 through 8. And these are lessons, lessons about change. The people had fallen into this problem of looking back at what had happened and not looking forward to what God had promised would happen. And so God gives them a lesson. Stop looking at what you lost and look forward to what God will do. And what are one of the things that God's going to do? Well, the end of chapter 8, verse 23, thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all the language of the nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. What is this describing? This is describing that millennial kingdom when God is there ruling in Jerusalem and all the other people from all the other nations. They want to come. They want a part of this relationship. They want to know Jesus, the Messiah, for themselves. And what position does this put the Jews in? It puts them in an enviable position. No longer are they the remnant. No longer are they the scorned. They are the ones who are privileged to live that close to Jesus. And so there's a change in the people's mindset. Forget what has happened in the past. Don't be dwelling on that. Look forward. Change your outlook because there's hope in the future ministry of the Messiah. And then Zechariah chapter 9 through 14 are really full of these promises or these predictions that ought to boost our faith and were designed to boost the Jews' faith in the time. And there are some hard things that are talked about, even the fact that the people are going to at one time reject the Messiah. But how are things in the end going to work? Chapter 9, verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass, upon a colt, the foal of an ass. What is this predicting? It's that first triumphant entry into Jerusalem that Jesus had at the Passover, right before he was going to die. But what is it looking? What is it telling the Jews? Look forward to this coming king. Your hope is not found in yourself. Your hope is found in this king, in this Messiah. And God gives hope through his future Messiah. So as you read this uh, minor prophet, uh, Zechariah, ask yourself these questions. What in this passage gives me hope, even if I can't see it happening right now? What might I have to change in my thinking or beliefs in light of what God is telling me in these passages? In whom does this passage direct me to trust? In whom should I place my faith? May the Lord bless us and challenge us as we read through this book together this year.